Good evening, one and all, and welcome along to Season 2, Episode 80 of the UK Dallas Cowboys Fan Club uh, podcast. This evening I am joined by our Scottish um, expert on defence, Mr. Graham Wilson, and our Tony Romo-loving um, Yorkshire boy, Yorkshire stud muffin himself, Mr. Jamie Smith. How are you both getting on, gentlemen? Evening, evening, boys. Evening, everybody. Hope you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of them seasons, isn't it? It's like, oh, shit, we're looking forward to the NFL season. Come on. And just like clockwork, the Cowboys give us one royally. Yeah. They, they, they absolutely do. So, as you can see there, um, it's it, it's a morning, it's a session where we're going to have a good bitch, a good moan. Cowboys lost uh, 38-10 to the Cardinals last night, dropping the second game in their um, three ga- three, or five games against the uh, Birds Challenge. So we've only beaten um, one of them. And that could be the only one we do beat. But um, how are you both feeling after last night's result? Do you want to go, Frustrated, frustrated, uh, disappointed. Um, you could understand if, if, see if the fight was there. Um, like watching it through the first quarter, you go right zero zero, and you're thinking, hold on a minute, has our defense just turned up? And then. We thought, right, let's play some offense. And then the offense spluttered and stumbled and dropped the ball and then dropped the ball again and then threw it to the other team. And then we thought, right, okay. And it's just it, it unraveled. Yeah. You know, just yeah. stupid stupid turnovers killed us. Yeah, like 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 this. It's just it's not it's not the Dallas Cowboys that we expected to see. Players <clears throat> oh you expect to perform week in, week out at a high level and not performing. There's so many stupid mistakes. Things are just not going right, injuries and it's yeah, I think we we, we touched on air, didn't we? Uh, sorry, on air, we touched on air, off air just before we come on. Um if the NFC East wasn't so poor this year. I think it would be time to press the panic button, but it looks like as it's going, someone with a very low under 500 score is going to get in the playoffs for my division. And it's going to be embarrassing to be getting because as we touched on, didn't we, off, off air, if we, win the, if we win the division, we're going to lose, what, eight, ten spots in the draft. So we're actually going to shaft ourselves by winning the, the playoffs and, sorry, winning the division. So I don't really want to say, but we, we might as well Tank it because we're not we're, we're not playoff ready, no way. No, no, definitely no. I mean, not. It, it, you, you saw with the Eagles last year. The Eagles got hammered by the Seahawks because they they just weren't they weren't a playoff caliber team, but they were brought kicking and screaming from the NFC East into the into the playoffs, and somebody's going to get caught kicking and screaming in from this year again. Um, there's every chance six and ten will win this division. Yeah, it's appalling. Right, it's appalling. I I called that two weeks ago when we had Rob Phillips on. They said he was saying you know seven and nine, and I said six and ten will win this division because the teams in there are going to take games off each other, and they're not 
beating anyone else outside the division. Mm-hmm. I think we um, I think we touched on it a couple of shows ago as well. Just the fact that obviously everything's been happening. What's been happening in terms of the whole pandemic and stuff? And I was I was quite adamant saying that we should wait till around about week six before we start panicking. But I think yeah, I'm, I'm teetering on the edge um, just for the fact that it's. We're not seeing because you would think when you generally you see improvement week on week if you're going to be a playoff caliber team, but we just we seem to be going the other way. And I'm thinking, <sighs> apart from some of the teams in our vision, can you really see where our next win is going to come? Yeah, well, like I mean, what we're playing, we're playing the team of football at the weekend, and normally that's a banker, but you wouldn't even bank on that at this stage. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm quite sure we'll get onto that, but even even this early in the season, um you look at the, the IR list, it's so strong. I mean Dak, both tackles in particular. If they were coming back, you know, if we if we were gonna get them back late November, early December, you'd think, right, okay, maybe we can press on from somewhere. But these guys are done. These guys are yeah. done. And uh, we're, Brian, we're going to jump straight to that question because that's a great question from Hannah. I, I reckon Brian's asked Hannah to send this one in. Hannah, is he, um, has he been paying you for this one? Because nobody else normally mentions Jeffy, apart from Brian. <laughs> so, 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 so for complete and utter transparency, Hannah is my niece and she asked me what she needed to ask. <laughs> but that is a great question from Hannah. So, yeah. But folks, don't be afraid to send us in your comments. As always, we, we do love getting some fan interaction going. Um, Lauren, as always, has, has has hit us up and said good evening and hope we're all after getting some sleep. But, you know, Graham, take take it away there on the Jeff Heath point there. I mean, it's, we, we, like to call, we like to jokingly call Jeff Heath the goat, the goat mm. right? But there was a seriousness about Jeff Heath. There was a there was a very very high floor. You knew what you were getting with Jeff Heath. Um, for him for him to walk off to the Raiders on let's face it, not great money to my knowledge. It was almost as if we we moved on from Jeff Heath just as much as he left, yeah. and you know you kind of. He was just the kind of squad player in, in a lot of people's eyes, but goodness, is it coming back to show now that how important he was. Um, not not a flash player, not a, a five-interception-a-season player, but he got the job done and he covered and he hit. Yeah. Goodness, we'd, we'd love Jeff Heath back now. Mm, I think as well with um, just with how Paul is secondary is playing, apart from... From Diggs, um, he, we, we're just missing nobody. And like like Graham just said, he, Jeff Heath was kind of that kind of that squad player, but he, he never really flashed. Kind of you say like that kind of L Thomas kind of safety or or some like or a Tyron Matthew kind of kind of safety. It, it, but he did his job, and that's what you want. Because to be fair, this the secondary is not loaded with superstars. Um, hasn't been for a few years, so you, you then look at the rest of that of that depth chart to be like, right, I, we need someone to step up and we need someone to make a play there. And and you could guarantee maybe every every other week Jeff Heath would make a play if it was 
really good pass deflection or a really big hit, and it, he, he would it would help lift that secondary. And like, this, yeah, I think letting him go is bitters in the proverbial backside on it, and we're we're really struggling for it now. Yeah, but it's it's very true. Uh, be- before we go any further, we're just going to give a quick shout out to our uh, main sponsor, Mr. Uh, Barry Griffiths and the team over at Cowboys Experience. So, would either of you gentlemen like to speak of um, of what 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 kind of a treatment you get from from the team over in Cowboys Experience when we're in Dallas? Yeah, I think if you just said, Brian, um, if you if you're going to go out there, uh, make sure you get in touch with our sponsors, Cowboys Experience. Um, Absolutely amazing um, what they do for fans out there. You get to rub shoulders with players. Sorry, uh, yeah, current players, ex-players. I know I met myself and Lauren went out there a couple of years ago. We got to meet players like uh, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick on uh, the day before the game. Um, game day, we, we rub shoulders with players like Charles Haley and um, the original 88, Drew Pearson. You get to meet DCC. Um, so if you want to maximise your your uh, memories from a, a trip out of make sure you get in touch with Cowboys Experience. Um, and use the discount code that's shown on the screen, UK Cowboys, and you'll, be, you'll get some extra little goodies thrown in there. Yeah, absolutely. You. UK Cowboys, free stuff. Free stuff. Don't be a clown, <laughs> as Rich Jones would tell you. <laughs> but um, looking, looking at the... Um, in, so, we're not going to get a full injury report just yet. Um, Zach Martin obviously left the game yesterday or last night and is in concussion protocols. And it's obvious I can't spell because I spelled that arseways. Um, but, you know, we're possibly missing another offensive lineman on Sunday. Another first round pick. And you're looking at Connor Williams as being your senior man on the offensive line who's in his third year. Do you know, um, can I just touch on it a little bit? And and Paul, Paul made a, a good comment on Twitter when I um, tweeted out earlier on, Senna from UK kind of had a bit of gripe about um, kind of like one of the, kind of what play it was when um, the linebacker comes straight up the middle and he absolutely creamed Danny Bolton. And I was like, well, it's mm. not typical. He made a good point saying that um, it, it was a good move, and then some. Um, so obviously, we can't really blame him for that. But you say you just, you just think, and that all lies so deprived at the minute. And Connor Williams for me is, is the biggest disappointment out of it all, especially with us being Texas fans as well. And we, we, we saw what it was potentially could be, and he's just he's just not stepped up at all. Graham, give, give give us your thoughts there. I I I have a slightly different thought to Jamie, but let's get let's hear what you your thoughts on it are as well. I mean, Chase Young is not really that good, is he? So you know, wow. he's 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 coming in to destroy. I mean, it's it's good. It, obviously, this isn't the this isn't the pregame, but. Make no mistake about it, boys. There's every chance we lose to the football team on Sunday. Yeah. Every chance. Chase Young is he is a he is a young, hungry defensive end, and it will literally be man against boys on yeah. Sunday. It's it's going to be a long day again for Dalton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's 
we seem to be keep we seem to keep saying the same, you know, um, desperate for for O line help. Um, we're not going to see it. We are. I think it's almost as if I, I want to stop mentioning it because we are not going to see it until the draft. Yeah. Nobody will give you a starting offensive lineman, um, and you're going to end up with somebody's backup uh, for a premium pick. So yeah. no point in going after that. Um, and here comes Chase Young. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I find really weird about it all as well? And we've took we we touched on it quite a bit, um, more so in kind of the off season shows. But how many of realistically of of the offensive lineman group taking out obviously Tyron Smith, taking out Lyle Collins and Zach Martin, and you could probably say maybe Connor Williams at a push. How many of the rest of them are you going to see back? In, on this roster next year. Now, what I mean by that is that they've got a chance, and we and, and I, I've always been an advocate, and I've said this plenty of times. Dak took his chance. Tony Sandy went down. Dak went. In. How many times do these are these guys going to get a chance if they're if they're, they're not going to be back in Dallas next year? They're playing for a contract somewhere else. So they play this game since they were kids. They they should be able to step in and play at some sort of level. And I just can't understand why this offensive line can't play at at a high level, you've got a chance. You play, especially that's you play, you play. You play plenty of Sunday night games, plenty of Monday night games, plenty of Thursday night games. You've got a chance to shine, and they're just they're just screwing the pooch completely. Yeah. Like, go on, Graham. I, th- I mean, if you take if you take three offensive linemen out of any line, it's going to suffer. But oh yeah, definitely. The writing was on the cards for hours. Mm. It was, it, 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 and Tyron Smith. It was. We yeah. knew about Frederick. That's why we we drafted um, Tyler as, a, as the replacement. Yeah. Um, but the the chickens have come home to roost now. Um, yeah. Again, nothing we can do about it. We're just going to have to to grit our teeth and bear it. Um, we're not the only team in the in the league with uh, with injuries, um, but our 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 wafer thin offensive line is now cracked, and there's it's going to be a it's going to be a long season because uh, we're not in we're not into November yet. <laughs> so the sad fact about it as well is that, like you say, when you build a roster, you only get so long. And we had, without a question, the best offensive line for a good number of years in the league. We had a premium, a premium back. Yet yeah, he's had his issues lately, but he's he's still a premium back. We've got a great up and coming quarterback who's going to be a quarterback for this team for a lot of years, unless the Joneses managed to screw it up again. Great set of receivers, but then you look at them kind of so the offensive line needs some work. Secondary needs some work. It's going to get to the point where we're going to have to go into a rebuild again. And I, and I, a lot of people said it, and I said it quite a few on a few shows last year. We've wasted this talented roster by sticking with Jason Garrett too long, and now we're, we're kind of seeing that these guys are, are now running out of steam just because of of the work that they're putting. And 
it's been it's been over over twenty five years since we won the Super Bowl. It's, it's feels maybe even longer before we even get back to even pushing for a, a deep player from. The other worry is that there's we we now have three stud receivers, but there's no point in them if you can't give Andy Dalton three seconds to throw the ball. Mm. Um, and that is simply the case. Michael Gallup had two catches on Sunday. We'll we'll get on to Gallup. Um, two catches. Uh, I think it's it's pretty unfair to ask. Andy Dalton to go in and no word of a lie, throw 54 times. That's the stat. 54 attempts from Andy Dalton. How unfair is that? Now that that's partly to do to do with the lead, like losing the lead early. Um, but you cannot ask a backup of any caliber to go in having played what a quarter of uh, of, of the previous game with a brand new set of teammates, learn everybody's timing, and then throw 54 pass attempts. That should have been a, a Zeke 150-yard game with two touchdowns, and it wasn't, simply wasn't. Yeah. You've got to take the pressure off. You've got to help Dalton. You've got to take the pressure off him. It wasn't a great performance, and his QBR was low, but I challenge any backup to go into that situation with a lead against them like that, having to throw 50-odd times and crack 100, because that's tough. Yeah. Like, I think, going back, going back to a point on the offensive line there, um, for me, Connor Williams gets an awful lot of grief, because obviously, when we're fully fit, he's the weak man on the line. But he's been played out of position. He's not a left guard. He's, not, he's a left tackle. Um, and now it's a case of everyone's getting on his back because he's now the senior guy and he's the guy who has to stand up. And you're on, on one hand, everyone wants to give him grief. On the other, everyone is giving, you know, everyone is going, well, you're the senior guy, you should be doing it. You know, like, it's which is it? But, I mean, we got a question there on, and it is on the topic of the draft, who would you like to see being brought in? I mean, for me... I think we have to address the offensive line in the first round next year. Yeah. Would that be your own thoughts? I, I think it, it depends on it because you, you look at how, how the draft fell this year. So I think you've always kind of, it's actually you've got to go with best player available, haven't you? But mm. you, depending on where you pick, you've got to hope that that best player available is either on the offensive line or it's in secondary. Because if not, mm. like Graham touched on earlier, what, what's point drafting another defensive weapon if, if you can't create enough time for? Well, it'll obviously it'll, well say that would it will it be Dak next year because of the, the length that he potentially could be out for? So you keep like say QB can't throw, then it's pointless putting receivers out there. But yeah, for me, if that's a tradition, de- definitely offensive line or, or secondary. It's, it's a great question from Zoe because um, that is where our, our new talent, our refreshment talent is going to come from. Um, you would like to think offensive tackle, but if, say, just for instance, say we're drafting it, pulling a number out there, say, say we're draft, drafting at 16, we have an 8-8 eight eight season and we're drafting at 16. 
if there isn't an offensive tackle there, I would hate for them to go and reach because you're not getting value for your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideally, if there's a tackle there, I would love to see them take a tackle. But yeah. we saw, we saw particularly in last season's draft, there wasn't a great deal of movement because of the COVID situation. You know, the, the teams didn't necessarily know their picks all that well. There were no team visits, to my knowledge. And mm-hmm. the way it's going just now, you don't know if you're going to get a great deal of movement in the draft to go and visit players and for players to visit teams and so on. So um, there may be not be a great amount of trade movement in this year's coming draft in, in 2021. So if there's a tackle there, I'd love them to take a tackle, but don't stretch on it. Um, like if you're going to get second round talent at 16, it's not worth it. Um, but like we see every year, tackles rise because um, the saying is that the game's won and lost in the trenches. And right now our trench is decimated. So mm. offensive tackle for me is a huge, huge priority. Yeah. Just to just to kind of extend a little bit on, on Zoe's question um, and just to kind of throw a spanner in the works, if we end up picking pretty high because of obviously how the season ended up panning out. Um what do you what do you think now I, I'm not saying this is, I, I, I think is I think is the is the QB of the, of the future. But do you see there's oh, possibly any that I know I'm going to say so I, just to just to create a topic of conversation. But so if we're picking say five six, do you, do you think there might be talk there and that people like Jerry just go? Do you know what? We're not too comfortable with with how this injury could affect Dak and the, and the try and get up to one to take Lawrence. Now, like I said before, <laughs> anybody gives any stuff on Twitter, I, I, I don't personally think this is just to kind of throw you two off hearing and let's see what yeah. you two think. Just like I said, because I think Dak is going to be the, the QB for the future, but just to play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I actually had another question in my head and I thought you were actually going to make, you were actually going to come out with it <laughs> the way you were going, but you, you went on a different way. Is it time to cash in on one of these linemen? That's the question I have. Because I think, and I hate to say this, we could potentially get two first-round picks for Zach Martin if we traded him. And it would help rebuild the franchise. You kind of mentioned it there maybe five minutes ago, Jamie, that we've wasted a lot of the talent on this roster. We are not going to be able to get to a Super Bowl with the current roster, I think, with the uncertainty and injury history on a lot of these players. So is it time to maybe start cashing, cashing in some of these chips, maybe making a coaching change and trying to rebuild that way? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take both I'm gonna take both of these questions on at the same time, right? This is gonna be something special. <laughs> right. So you've got you've got a premium talent in Zach Martin. Yeah. Um I agree he could very well fetch two first, maybe a first and a second. But there's no guarantee that you're getting two first round talents. Very true. So to me, you kind of you don't gamble with it 
we haven't got the room to gamble. On Jamie's question, um, I don't think we have the, the capital to go up for Trevor. Um, my personal opinion is that Dak will get done and it will get done pretty easily because oh, yeah. on one hand, who's lining up to sign him? And on the other, there's, there, there is a relationship between Dak and the Cowboys. It may be a little bit frayed just now, but we know him inside out. Um, I, I think the Dak, the Dak thing gets done. But it is an interesting question because if you go with your QB, say, say we did get five. Say we had a stinker of a season and we did get five. Um, your, your, your pick, if it's a QB at that position, let's face it, he's getting killed. He's going he's gonna to get killed. So it's, it's like for, to take a QB that high would be like taking the horse before the cart, mm. if you know what I mean, because I'd almost want to, to sit him that year because he could very end up like a, a David Carr and end up seeing ghosts and his career's done. Joe Burrow's doing particularly well, I have to add. Uh, you yeah. know, Joe, <laughs> behind that offensive line, he's, I think he's doing particularly well. Um, but Joe Burrow's a special talent. Uh, yeah. For me, they've they've got to get. <laughs> see if they don't get Dak done, it, it just it, they have to get Dak done. It's, it's as simple as that for me. Um, yeah. But I, I do like the question because if there's one GM in the league that makes a splash, it's Jerry Jones. Mm. I think the only just to touch back on Brian's about Zach Man would hate to see. Zach Martin in a, a different uniform, but the only way I would even consider doing it is it'd have to be on draft day. And at least with that that for well, that first round pick that year would have to be inside the top four. I wouldn't be mm. trading him for someone I mean further down because that's just you make you're making a, a, a better team better, but also like you say, you, you kind of because you get to a certain point, what, what do we say in the draft? Anything probably from 18 down, you, you might as well essentially class as a, as a high second round pick because of, of the position. Um, yep. So, yeah, it, it, it'd, it'd have to be in the top four for me. Yeah. To even start, um, I think. Yeah, like I think, Graham, I think your point is well made. I think Dak is going to get done, but I think it's going to be a very heavy, heavily performance incentivized deal because he's coming off of that injury. <laughs> it's you unfortunate. Know? I feel like the, yeah. the time has passed now to start talking about the contract and um, yeah. Dak bet on himself and let's face it, he lost. He lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that he will sign any decent deal that's put in front of him right now, I would say. Um, do, you, do you think as well, though, just to kind of, sorry to kind of quick off of it, just for the fact that he's, he's obviously, you could say he's lose a lot of money, but do you think now it might make negotiations a little bit harder and, and just sit there and, and he's, because like you say, because normally this kind of thing is more down to agents and his agents say, well, do you know what? We kind of didn't, couldn't get it done last time. 
he, he agreed to come and play on the play on the tag. He got hurt now, so now we want compensating for what he potentially could have got. So I think the Cowboys are kind of stuck in, in between a rock and a hard place because now they, they they may well think that he's he's owed extra money because of what he's lost out on, and obviously injury wise, is he going to play next season anyway because of the the rehab time? Mm. Yeah. Uh, on on that, I would say the the other thirty one teams aren't going to offer him that because the other thirty one teams don't don't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. So for the Cowboys to to feel that they need to pay that, uh, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to to say poor things about Dak because I love that Dak Prescott, yeah. but the deal was there and you didn't sign it. So it's it's fresh negotiations from in, in my opinion it's fresh negotiations because like you say this is it's a significant injury there's there's all sorts of stuff going on with that ankle it's not just a it's not just a fracture so like Brian was saying if if um if it's going to be incentive laden then mm. that might be the way forward yeah. Um, move, moving on, and let's try and let's try and break down some of last night's game. Um, be, 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 before we jump into last night's game, obviously, um, the report came out from good friends of the show, um, Jane Slater, earlier today that there has been some disquiet, and players are now starting to anonymously talk yeah. about yeah. coaching. And coaches not being able to change plans, not being able to control stunts. Like, um, I think it's it's pretty obvious who they're talking about. Um, take it away, lads. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny for the the defense to to take the easy way out, isn't it? By by blaming the coaches, it's it's not it's it's never the players' fault. You know, it's deflection. Um, like yeah. during. During the, this afternoon, I I rewatched the game quickly at uh, around lunchtime, and um, I sent a, sc- a couple of screenshots to the guys. And there was one in particular where um, I think it was it was Kenyon Drake's first touchdown. I think it was where he ran straight up the middle. Um, no, there was nobody. Was, the second. was it the second one? Nobody yeah, in front of Jalen Smith. He he checked his run, went the wrong way, and Drake rumbled past him into the end zone. Now, to me, any defensive scheme in the world says, "Yeah, go and tackle the ball carrier." Um, that's that's not a that's not a coach's mistake. That's a player's mistake. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I'd love to know what came out of the film study. Because yeah. that little that little red pointer must have been hovering over some pretty big salaries. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, anonymous as well. You would expect that nobody's going to come yeah. out and you know he mm-hmm. said he said that he said that he said about him. Who? Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, you're obviously not that. You don't feel that strongly about it, then, do you? 
You know, just uh, little yeah. little cheap things. It's when the finger pointing starts. You know, you're a bad, you're a bad team. Hmm. Very true. Another, I think another worrying comment I've seen um, this morning, kind of catching up on kind of all the, the after game stuff, was a camera group posted posted it, but it, um, somebody said that during during um, McCarver's interview, we said that they thought he had they had the the best week of practice they've had so far. If that was the best week of practice and perform like that, then God <laughs> help us for the rest of the season. Because that was awful. Yeah. If if we play like that after the best week of training, I would hate to see us play on an off week. And um, I'm going to say this is not the first time McCarthy has talked absolute horseshit in interviews because. I, I like that. I was I was listening to news and I listened to that report that Jane gave out, and she basically referenced um, McCarthy's first interview where he was asked a question, and he was basically caught in a lie, saying saying, "Oh, I've watched lots of film. I've watched lots of film." And someone asked him about a particular piece of film. I didn't watch that related to the Cowboys, and you could see Jerry kind of going, "What?" You know, I think I think the wheels are starting to come off very quickly. Um, and Graham, this is a point you make very, very, very often. Teams like the Green Bay Packers don't let good coaches go. So why did they not put up a fight to keep them? Did they know something that we do not know? That Mike McCarthy... And let's be honest about this. He's taken on a lot of his friends in good coaching positions in terms of Mike Nolan, Jim Fassel, and uh, Jim or John Fassel and Jim Tomsula. This, you know, this year off that he took to do this analytics is not all it's cracked up to be. And we got a free run, Adam, and. It's biting us in that in the rear end right now. Um, my my understand right. I will clarify. I am I'm a Mike McCarthy guy, and yeah. there's there's no that's hiding fair. that. That's fair. Yeah, but not to the point where I won't criticize him. Hmm. Um, my understanding at the time was that Aaron Rodgers. And Mike McCarthy did not get along. Their their differences were to that extreme that Aaron Rodgers didn't stop playing well. And my understanding of the situation is that they moved on from McCarthy over moving on from Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers offense. Let's face it. Apart from Aaron Jones... He is the Green Bay Packers. He yeah. makes things tick. So, yeah. when you've got a QB on five years, X amount of million dollars, it's easier to move on with your head coach. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to say that he has won a Super Bowl ring. He mm-hmm. has won a Super Bowl ring. But he has... He has made he has definitely made some errors in appointing defensive coaches because yeah. like to 
like another example, a screenshot I sent the guys. There's one particular play. I think it's the the long bomb touchdown to mm. is it Christian? Was it Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> I used the the pointer tool on the iPhone, and I circled yeah. two corners, uh, Van der Esch and Jalen Smith, yeah. and the yeah. four of them are eyes fixed on Kyler Murray, whilst Darrell Worley is at sixes and sevens, and Christian Kirk is tearing down the field. Now this is this it's not it's not a it's not a something they've never seen before. It's it's mm. they had two wide receivers lined up on the right hand on Murray's right hand side, and depending on what you call it, they, it was a goal or a fly. They were both mm. running goal or fly routes. Um. The, the corner on the, on the outside escapes me, but he stopped. He let Kirk go, but there was nobody in front of him. Was it Anthony Brown? Right. Well, he stops, and then Worley's at six and sixes and sevens, like, like I said. And then it, once he realizes what's happened, it's, it's too late. Kirk's in, mm. Kirk's in open field mm. catch, and we know the rest. So, my understanding of it is that. If somebody goes by you, unless there's somebody in front of you, go with them. Because you can't leave everything to the safeties, particularly if there's nothing in front of you. Now, I don't know whether if they were if it was zone coverage, uh, was it man coverage? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. But yeah. do the corners know? I'd have thought that's, that was sad. I thought that was yeah. fairly straightforward. If somebody goes past you at that speed and there's nobody in front of you, go with them. That's that's kind of my concern with the defensive coaching right now is these guys don't know when they're playing man, they don't know when they're playing zone, they don't know when they're pressing. And, you know, we were told last weekend that um, Mike Nolan was coming down from, from the booth because he wanted to be closer to the sideline and see what people were doing. Nothing's changed. New York Giants put up 34 points on the no, Cardinals, put up 38. No. You know, the, um, I mean... Just, just kind of thinking, like, say about it, and obviously with the, you say the rumblings coming out, um, do you think... Because this, this roster, like you say, was, was still... For a couple of years, was... was it, it was ready for a Super Bowl push. It just needed the right guy. Sadly, Jason Garrett wasn't the right guy. And... To be fair, when you look at that, like, yeah, Mike McCaffrey was probably that guy. He, he he'd been there before. He 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 knew how to get the best out of his players. If this turns out to be a bum season, and you think you know what, he's he's not he's not the guy. We we made a mistake. Do you just blow this whole thing up and go get a, a young coordinator from somewhere, or do you go maybe to? one of the high-powered college teams and go get one of their head coaches. And you've still got, like I say, you've got Dak, you've got Zeke, you've got you've got a, a young car there and then said, you know what, we're going to go into a rebuild. And yeah. just completely right it off as a, as, a, as a screwed up year. We made a mistake. Now let's plan for the next three or four years down the line. We see it. We see it a lot in soccer that managers get changed all the times 
And a lot of the times, the teams don't go anywhere. Because if we were to get rid of McCarthy and the staff, what's what's the new guy coming into? He's coming into... Mm-hmm. As, of, as of March 2021, he has no QB. He mm-hmm. has... Uh, one and a half tackles. He has no centre. He has one decent guard and questionable guards. He's got an overpaid defensive line. He's got cornerbacks that don't know if they're coming or going. He's got linebackers that struggle to make tackles in the open field. It's just gonna it's just gonna spin, 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 spin. Um, because you've got you've got to give McCarthy time. You, we, we might have to take our medicine for a season or two, but it, it does take patience. You know, the, the Patriots didn't happen overnight. They stuck yeah. with Belichick. Yeah. When you bring well, I, um, when you bring in a brand new when you bring in a brand new coaching staff, think how many coaches that is. You're gonna you're gonna find a, a loose stitch somewhere. You've got to. You've got to find a list out somewhere because yeah. these, to my knowledge, these guys weren't taken from other teams. They 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 they, they were unemployed at the time. Um. And for the for the D to for the for the offense to start failing, I think we, let's be honest. We can put it down to injuries. We can put it down to injuries because you're on you're on your backup. You've got uh, a rookie slash inexperienced offensive line and you've got a, a running back out of sorts right now. Um to me, fumbles, missed touchdown ca- uh, catches from somebody like Michael Gallup, who's normally Mr. Reliable. He was huge for us um a week ago. Huge huge catches a week ago. Drops drops a, a touchdown pass, hits his hands drops it to me that's not that's not a coaching issue that's a, mm. a player's error fumbles yeah. are players errors mm. I, I don't think you can I, I certainly wouldn't kill coaches for that it's mm. it's it's on the players mm. though is you can put they can only put the player in the position mm. and and the the play the, the, the offensive talent let us down on Sunday. Um, I I think it's I, for me. I think it's too early to start with a brand new a brand new setup because there are so many holes in the team at the moment. Um, it, it would be unfair on the new coach coming in because he has he has so much to fix. I mean, yeah. somebody would take the job because they want to be a head coach in in the NFL, but. Wouldn't you like it to be a much better situation that you were walking into? Oh, I think you, you need somebody of, ex- of experience. You could not put. There's no way you could put a college coach into the Cowboys situation right now because he would be out of his depth. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think we touched on that in the in the, in the off season where they were. Yeah. I can't remember the guy someone from college that was literally. He was tired of saying, "Look, if it's not going to be someone that's of a." Of a Mike McCarthy caliber, it's going to be. I can't remember what his name or Brian might be able to remember. If, um, but it was like, if you're going to bring in a college guy, you've, you've, you might as well do it for a rebuild. Yeah. Just for the. Uh, yeah. 
he's, he's not been at that level. So that's why, obviously, McCarthy was probably the best choice just for the fact that this roster was what well, we thought was ready. But at the minute, it feels like that nobody's untouchable on this um, on this offence. I've sand defence, whereas maybe 18 months ago, you could have named maybe 30 players on this roster that you'd be like, there's no way on earth that we would get rid of these guys. But now it just feels like it's... Yeah, it's just, that's that's it's just that's a great comment from Paul. Paul's mm-hmm. just said that Rome, Rome wasn't built in the day. It's gonna it's gonna take time. It's yeah. gonna take time, especially when you lose um, somebody of of Byron Jones's caliber. Byron yeah. Jones, who who I will point out, has allowed five catches this entire season. Mm. True, true, but then you think about it, this, like you say, we got we touched back to the point where. This roster's been Super Bowl ready for what maybe six years. You could go back to probably when we when they came over here and we lost to the Packers in the playoffs. So I I, I I totally agree with what Paul says. And it's yeah, it's you know, but when when is the end point to this to this when when is Rome built? Because like I said six years this this roster's been ready for to push a Super Bowl and we've been nowhere near. Yeah, um, like it, 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 it kind of feeds into a point that I wanted to address today, and I know I, I spoke to you guys about it earlier. Like, I think um, in terms of the coaching, I think they have to change up something. Like, I saw it on I saw it on Instagram or Twitter before we came on that the only team that's conceded this number of touchdowns in terms of rushing and passing was the Mike Nolan coach 49ers in two thousand and five. So I think. They have to make a decision there. I, I, I maybe yeah. I think it, it is too early to probably pull the plug on McCarthy. But I mean, another point I wanted to touch on, as I say, was this whole thing, and it did the rounds last night. RJ mentioned it. Jeff Kavanagh mentioned it. Des Bryant had his talk on it. That did we make a mistake in two thousand and nineteen um, with the contracts that we gave out? And then Des's point was, did we make a mistake in 2016 and how we drafted? I have my own opinion, but I'll, I'll give it to you, you guys first. Do you know, I'm, I'm, glad, so, I'm glad you mentioned it because I had it in mind and I'm thinking, you know, this might not have been the show to, to do that, but you've done it. But someone tweeted two weeks ago saying that the Cowboys gave Jalen Smith all that money and tweeted saying Jalen Smith's not an NFL linebacker. Now, is, yeah. is is that kind of true, or or he's not an NFL starting linebacker? And mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, I think you could probably say yeah, just like you say, because you look at where you go. What what do you need to? So look look at your offense. What do you need to to run a really good offense? You need a really good line. You really you need a QB that can that can play. Yeah, no disrespect like that to Zeke's a good name back, but do you know what I mean, you say if, if you if you plug up a, a really good offensive line, running back can come from anywhere. So I, I think they may be right that the money's probably at the minute, it looks like it's gone in the wrong areas. Hmm. Yeah, it's a difficult one because I'll hold my hands up. I wanted to pay DeMarcus Ware. I I praised Jalen Smith. 
Sorry? Lawrence or where? Hey, sorry. I, I wanted <laughs> to be Marcus Lawrence. Um, Can you do Yeah. If only, if only. Um, I, I remember saying at the time, um, I, I, I was amazed that Jalen Smith took the money that he did. I remember saying on this very podcast that he took money just because he wanted. He took the money just because he wanted to play football. Yeah. Um, but these these players are not. For me, it's time to start. It's time to start identifying the problem and stop calling it the defense. Mm. Um, there was one particular play. I think it was the, the the last play of the game where Drake rumbles through the middle. Um, it was, um, I think the line was Tyrone Crawford, who's on $8 million. Uh, Don Terry Poe, who is a shadow of what the, of what the, um, was it the Panthers drafted him? He was the pan was he a panther for a long time? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Poe is a shadow, and um, Hamilton, I think, was the was the other lineman. Yeah. Um, no wonder he rumbled up that in the middle of that defense because, um, I mean, when at the start of the season we all thought, oh, we've spent about money here. We've we've brought in. We've brought in McCoy. It looks like a, we know. We all know who McCoy is. We all know who Poe is. Everson Griffin was a was a name, um, and we got Alden Smith back. And all of a sudden, we went, "Hold on a minute! We've we've actually got a a well above average defensive line here, and it just simply hasn't happened." Because um, a lot of the time, you you have I've I've said it before. You have to wonder why these guys are free agents. Why did the Why did their last team let them walk out the door? And I think we're we're seeing that they they are shadows of what we thought they were. I mean, they're Paul again, Don't Tarry Who, um, yeah, who who didn't show up on the stats for yeah for last night's game. Nothing, literally nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing I'm going gonna, gonna to put up the stats just now. I think, um, to my knowledge, um, our twenty million pass rusher. Uh, you know, Demarcus Ware three tackles. You, you see um, quite a lot, though, and, and we we seem to, and it might just because obviously we, you don't really pay attention sometimes to, to other rosters. We seem to get burned contract year and like, and I, I take if you look just kind of one of them, Miles Austin, all those years ago, balled out contract year, got a shitload of money, was garbage. DeMarcus, and to be fair, not disrespecting, but if you look at DeMarcus Lawrence's um, career up to his contract year, he, he he wasn't lining it up. Contract year, he lit it up. Yeah. And I, I suppose you could, you could even push to the point of, although we all give him a bit of, bit of stick, Byron Jones, maybe his last, his last year, last year was probably his best in Dallas. So when it comes to contract year, the ball out, they get the money, apart from the odd few mm. players, and then they just go missing. They've got the, they've got the cash. So, yeah, yeah. It's just when we seem to get burned big time on it, and that's why. And I, I was, I was opposite to Graham and said that I didn't want us to pay all that money to to, to Demarcus Lawrence. Not that it wasn't a good player. It's just he, 
his career up to that point, he had one good year and he just didn't, for me, deserve it on the back of last year. Yeah. Like, DeMar- DeMarcus Lawrence played great, in, as you say, in his contract year, in his year on the tag, and has done nothing since he signed his long-term deal. But go, go back to the, the initial discussion that I was talking about on, say, that we signed Zeke and um, we signed Zeke and Jalen but didn't sign Dak and Byron. For me, I still think the Cowboys did the right thing that year, that summer. Because if we had signed Dak and we had signed Byron, both of those would have been more expensive deals to get to get done than Zeke and Zeke and Jalen. So I don't think it's fair to make that comparison. And the the other point I was making and and um Paul, Paul made the comment as well. Des Bryant's comment was that why didn't we go and take Ramsey at four in 2016 and then take Derrick Henry in the second round when he was available? I mean, I think that that sums up exactly my thoughts. But yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, yeah we can all be great draft analysts. We can all be great draft analysts three years down the line. You know, when you when the clock's ticking and um, you're you're inside the final minute of your pick, that's crunch time. You know, you've got to make your decision. Um, I completely agree with you, Brian. I I would have done the exact same thing because um, if you look at it from a from a franchise tag point of view, would you have cha- would you have tagged Jalen Smith? No. Would you have tagged Jones? No. You would have tagged Zeke. And and Dak, but they got Zeke done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like to get to get Smith signed was it was a good way to go about it because you wouldn't have tagged Smith. Mm. So if you didn't get Dak or Zeke done, you could have tagged them. And we did tag Dak and he's still yeah. here. Yeah. But if you go if you go ahead and sign like with the benefit of hindsight, if you sign the best two players um, you 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 don't have those players long term, and mm. let's face it, we still don't have that long term. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's all very easy to go back and look. Oh, the the Cowboys should have taken JJ Watt there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all know that. Mm. You know, you don't have to be Des Bryant to know that. Yeah, go on, it, Jamie, it's, it's, it's a silly comment. Yeah. Go on, Jamie. You had a, you had a point. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's like I say, it's, just, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of hard to, to nail down it because when you look at it, it's usually you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because if you don't tie up Dak and Jalen Smith, then like I say, you, you get to the point where then you're looking at well, what do we do at quarterback? What do we do at linebacker? You don't do it the other way. And it's like I say, the, the two that we got done. Were they probably the cheaper ones? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah. I know I'm kind of sitting on the fence, but I I, I think it's just more just because of how things are panning out, and you think well, yeah. At the minute, we we, we won't be in a better position either way because the, the roster is not playing to a good level at the minute, so they'd all be yeah. getting overpaid anyway. I'm liking Dak obviously, of course, because yeah. say he's bought out since he's going and like come back, come back to the point that you made a few minutes ago. I mean, Zeke, when we signed him, was the two-time rushing champion. 
Two of the last three years, he had been the Russian champion. Byron Jones had shown up in the fourth of his five-year contract. You know, where are we going to give someone again a contract, give them the money, and then we didn't see the season last year that Byron had. And let's not forget, yes, Byron was a shutdown corner, but Byron didn't have any impact in the game in terms of turnovers, interceptions, anything like that. You know, I mean, it's never been Byron's game, but, you know, what do you need? Do you need a linebacker who's going to give you 10 or 12 tackles a game, who's going to sack quarterback, who's going to make tackles for loss, or do you need a cornerback? You know, and that linebacker is going to be on less money than the cornerback who, you know, gets targeted four to five times a game. Yeah, uh, like on that, I mean, it's all very well. I mean, I know I said Byron Jones, um, five five ta- five catches allowed on the mm. year, but it's it, it. You're right. It is all out of frustration because it's not as if yeah. the the Dolphins haven't lost a game. You know, mm. you can, you can pay one cornerback, yeah, um, and you can focus on one cornerback, but there's still the other half of the field to worry about. Yeah, you've only got one Zeke Elliott. <laughs> you've only yeah. got one Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. So. You know, I mean, it, it, but it's like like Jamie was saying, if if the team was um, four and one right now, we're not having the, these intense discussions. You know, it's yeah. it's basically everybody's everybody's rooting to find the source of the problem. You know, and it it just goes. It's come to a head now where um, anonymous players are starting to point fingers. Um, mm-hmm. I would yeah. be amazed if they're starters. To be quite honest. Yeah. Um, and just, I know, I know we're getting close to time, and we've actually avoided most of the end. Thank God. <laughs> but um, one one highlight of the game that I did want to shout out was again CD Lamb, seven catches. Um, I think he did about sixty four yards. Um, first 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 time a quarter or a wide receiver in his rookie year has had five five catches in his first six games. I mean. It wasn't the ideal pick for us, but it's it, it's still looking like a great pick. Steal of the draft. I said it. We all said it. Draft night. How he fell that far beyond me. Steal yeah. of the draft. Bow it out. Yeah. Graham. Uh, yeah. Steal of the draft, but it's it's soured. Yeah. It's soured because. Um, Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the the only the only thing is he's going to be around for a long time, so we will we will get to enjoy CD Lamb for at least the next four years until he holds out, and then we have to pay him huge money, but like a day before the the twenty twenty five season. But that's still that's getting ahead of ourselves, and we'll look forward to that. Um, but just to go back on your earlier point, Brian. I don't think we're talking about the game because I don't think the three of us are shocked. I don't think this, this result this result hasn't come out of yeah. oh my god the Cowboys lost thirty eight ten on Sunday you know it's not yeah it's not come out of left field we're not the least bit surprised about it we're 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 actively looking to to try and fix things now um, we haven't talked about the game because. Let's face it. We know why it happened. We know 
yeah. we, we know the we know the focal points um yeah. and let's face it if you don't know the focal points you're going to find out in the next month of the season because here come the nfc east games yeah. starting with the with the football team on sunday yeah like i mean look looking at those numbers going through as you said and you put you, you touched on this point earlier greg uh 54 pass attempts from andy dalton i mean that was chaotic i mean who does that yeah. i think we, we touched we touched off it off air a little bit didn't we and it's you never see like to see your quarterback throw interceptions, but I think you could probably let Andy Dalton off on that second one for, mm-hmm. for two. For two, the first one was absolutely. Don't take it away from from the DB. What absolutely? That I mean, a wide receiver would have been proud of that catch. It, it, great play to get there and, and pluck it out of the air. And plus, we were that fa- fa- that far behind. You, the run game was, could you stay shoddy at best? And so you've got no choice but to throw it and you've got to start forcing passes. And once you start having a force passes, you're going to throw into impossible areas or into areas where there's going to be a chance. So you, you, you can let a ball off for that second one, I think. But yeah, yeah. it won't yeah. pretty the rest of the time. I think, I think I'm right in saying that the, the Cardinals scored on all three Possessions after turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a reason right there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, that, the the defense kept them to zero points in the first quarter, and then the fumbles happened, and then the scoring happened, and that that's why Dalton ends up throwing fifty odd times a, a a game. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. I'd, I'd like to I see. Mean, I'd like to see as well because they had one match. I think was the was the second one for Drake. A sixty-eight yard run, and I think was the the Kirkham was that about fifty-eight, fifty-nine yards. I'd, I'd love to see the last time we 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 gave up two big chunk plays like that for touchdowns. Because yeah, the Kirkham was for eighty did. yards. Well, eighty yards, yes, yeah, so I'd, I'd yeah. love to see the last time we um, we gave up big chunk plays like that because I can't remember it personally. I think it might have been here at Seattle. I think I chose to forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's very true. But, I mean, it, it just to touch on the point on turnovers, I mean, like, Zeke has fumbled seven times in his last 13 games. Um, oh. Our turnover differential is minus 12. We've conceded 66 points off of turnovers. I mean... We... Sorry to kind of jump in there, but just we were talking about how many times Zeke's um, fumbled, and you see all this stuff on on Twitter today saying that people are saying it could could to do with the, the sleeve. He wears. Sorry, I, I don't buy that. Zeke Elliott is is a good running back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, these sometimes, but I'm sorry, no. Zeke's played that position for years. Zeke's just going through a, a downward. It's nothing to do with those hands. Things. What a lot of mm. shit. <laughs> I mean, if if he doesn't like them, he's going to take them off. He's yeah. not. He's not told to wear them. It's a personal choice. It's not like, yeah, you've got to keep them on, Zeke. Sorry, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, you're telling me that a, a stud running back has dropped the ball because he's wearing long sleeves? No. No. Yeah. Don't be so I mean, stupid. <laughs> 
the, the, the amazing thing about this was that um, last year, himself and Dak started wearing the long sleeve in the same game. We won the game. Everyone was going, yes, sleeves, yes. <laughs> it's all about the sleeve. Now it's all about the sleeve because Zeke is fumbling the ball and it's all it's all because he doesn't have a natural feel. Give me a yeah. fucking break. Put some put some on bloody ball, But um just get just give the, the the defense a quick look. Um you know, I mean I found this extremely difficult to even put up. I mean we've other than other than Jalen with 10 tackles and uh, Donovan Wilson with nine tackles. It was hard to see anyone above three tackles. Like Anthony Brown got in because he had a sack and a pass defended, but there was no one else impacting the game. Good to see Leighton Van Der Esch back, but again, dropping the ocean. Another starter yeah. returns. Um, but, you know, he's only one player. Um, yeah. a, a porous defensive line. Um, yes, Kyler Murray's a, a mobile quarterback and he's, he's going to run away from trouble. Um, but that's that's why the NFL website doesn't um, include uh, quarterback hurries as mm. stats because yeah. to hurry a quarterback means nothing. I'm sorry, it means nothing. These are the best two th- uh, 32 quarterbacks in, in the league that we're playing against. Mm-hmm. Um a quick change of feet and they can still get the ball out. QB hurries mean absolutely nothing. You need sacks, you need tackles for loss and we're just not doing it just now. Yeah. I think Andrew just touched on it there, don't it? Yeah, worst team performance for a long time. I totally agree with that. But um, I said a couple of weeks ago that this this defence was going to cost us a place in the playoffs and I still stand by that. We're, we're, cons- yeah. we're, we're shipping points like they're going out of fashion, it, it's 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 atrocious. And we, and we we said it years ago. And I, I used the that Broncos game um, when um, Tony Romo and, and Peyton Manning went back and forth, and mm. was the over hundred points scored in that game. You can't expect your offense every week to to have to put up more than forty points a game. It's just, there's just no way it's sustainable. Um, this offense needs to pull its uh, sorry, defense needs to pull its finger out of his ass and, and give the offense a little bit of help. And we have said before, like you say, we, like somebody I can't remember which one you guys touched on it, like the Patriots earlier on. Like you always look at teams like that that do really well and they've always got that um consistency that they've either got they've got a good offense and a good defense. And for a number of years now, we we seem to have a really good offense or a really good defense. We ever never have that middle where we can say yeah, we're relying on one side of the ball too much. Where where we it should be a shared shared yeah. thing. Yeah. So if if you think our if you think our our offensive there and our defense is there, the offense is dropping, and the defense yeah. isn't getting better, and that's going to result in losses because the yeah. the offensive playmakers are are going down with injuries, and the yeah. defense doesn't seem to be getting any better. So expect to see more results like we did on Sunday because we're not we're not going to be able to contend with shootouts now. Yeah. We're going to need a good defense and we simply don't have one. And yeah. it's going to lead yeah. it's going to lead to a long long season. No yeah. one wants to be nasty. There's no nastiness about our defense. And that for me was something I expected from 
the veterans we signed. You know, the as we said, the Dontari Who's, Gerald McCoy's, Everson Griffin, Alden Smith's fallen off the cliff, hasn't been seen in the last two or three games. Um, you know, I mean, everyone's getting excited about Randy Gregory coming back in the next week or two. Hasn't played a game in three years, you know, no. I mean... We're not getting... It's, it's not Alden Smith. And even yeah. even Alden Smith's stats have started to dip. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is this is not this is not a difference maker coming back to the Cowboys. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what the sad facts about the defense is? They say you look at the the amount of money was shelled out there and, and the players that they say you say you, just to name a few. So you've got your, your dealer, you've got your Jalen Smith, you've got Dylan Van Der Esch, just to name a couple. Um, and they've been out. They've been outplayed this year by a rookie cornerback who still tried to find his feet in the league. And mm-hmm. someone who, again, you could say, um, in Thomas, like, it's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy that they're getting outplayed by, I, I say lesser players in, in the greatest respect as in that these guys are still trying to find their feet, but they're playing at a higher level than, than these veterans and these veterans are supposed yeah. to be leading the way. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting point that, um, uh, Trevon Diggs seems to be doing all right in the McNon's offense, uh, defense. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have you know instructional issues. Maybe because yeah. he's he's fresh and he wants to he wants to make a name for himself. Maybe maybe yeah, we need a bit more of that across the the defense. Yeah, I think that's a great. Yeah, point, Graham, I mean... Sorry, Brian. Go on. Go on no, I mean, no, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I'll come back then. No, I I think it's great to see someone take a personal responsibility for their performance. I mean, Trayvon Diggs has went out most weeks. He's taken on the number one right receiver of the opposition. He has got burned. He's got, you know, he's got left, left, left his man get wide open. But there has been a nonstop effort and commitment. I mean, our defensive play of the season was effectively his peanut punch on DK Metcalf. You know, I mean, there's no sacks. The, you know, that defensive touchdown last last week, I can't remember. But I can remember the DK Metcalf peanut punch by Diggs. You know, but Jamie, take it away. I, I was just going to touch on what you said with the, 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 um, the play that you made on DK Metcalf. You look at other teams' defences, and sometimes you need that little, just that little play or that that little change in momentum. And that one, the, the one that he did on Metcalf, should have been a change in in our our, our defense played, and it just didn't. And it's just like it's like, in a way, it's like they can't be asked. Yeah, it's like they just trudge the way through games. And like I say, it's going to get to the point where. The sword's going to fall, and it's just who's it going to fall on. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how far are we away from our, our bye week? Is that two, three weeks' time? A week off, that would be nice. <laughs> <sighs> like, uh, I, 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 nice I, I, 
So it's just, just nice that we've got a meal again this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think if, if things keep going the way they are, this, you know, to the bye week, I think you're going to have to see Jerry making the change. You've got to see him stepping in and saying, you know, look, enough is enough. Who, who, who person will be to come back in the door? That's a that's a story for a whole other day. I I'll tell you what, the one person that's guaranteed to come back through that door is Jerry. That's the only one that can be safe to say. <laughs> Go on, Graham. I would agree with you, but we're stuck with Garrett. When it all came tumbling down. Yeah, but uh, just just to answer the previous question that our bye weeks in week ten. Right. So, so we've, we've got we've the Washington so. football team, the Eagles and the Steelers to go through before that. Steelers one is a powerful one. Don't don't think about it, Jay. Don't think about it, Jay. Should we just Honestly. should we just scrap the Steelers that way? Because we because oh. Steelers will put fifty on us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's gonna that's gonna force the hand. Um I mean I mean that's that's an excellent point you make, Graham. Is the only person we can guarantee is coming back through the door is Jerry. You know, but, but the problem is, see, see, you were to make a change in defense, you're not going to be able to speak to anybody until after the season. So, it's going to be somebody on a couch, and I don't know if that's necessarily an upgrade. Because if they're on the couch now. Yeah. Why weren't they picked up in June and July? I'm going to make two points. All right. And you, mm, okay. you touched off this in a good way. That, <laughs> you know, we did we did stick with Jason Garrett for long enough, but you always saw those players fight for Jason Garrett, no matter what. I mean, when Jason Garrett was at his, at his lowest, that team went out and worked for him. But the name... I'm going to come up with, and I can't believe I'm, I'm going to actually say it. Oh no, Brian! Think of the children, Chris Richard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob Ryan's Ryan on TV. We see Rob Ryan every week. <laughs> Jesus, he was better defensive coordinator than this guy. But the the the, the other name, and I've just thought of this on my feet. Is this is the solution already in the building? The man we've all said is the defensive leader. Got to be, t- you know. Sean Lee? Sean Lee. I think it's a little bit too early. I think the only, only way to improve this defence is to build a 40-foot wall on the <laughs> <laughs> The worst thing is, Jamie, our defence would find a way to make shit of that wall. And still give up points. <laughs> They'd be backtracking so much the plaster would fall out of the wall. <laughs> and and uh, and it's great to see that my our our, our fellow our fellow um, podcast member Paul Stewart came in with Sean Lee as well. Thanks, Paul. The the the, the money's in the post here. Yeah. I think is it is yeah. It? I, I think that's probably on the. Um, 
I think that's on the agenda at some point is to get him on that coaching staff, um, throwing him in at the deep end as, a, as the full time defensive coordinator. I think probably a little bit too early. Um, I, it's, a, I can, it's a big I step. I can, I, can I, can, I can understand where you're coming from, though, but I, I, yeah. I think it's on the cards, but that might be three years, maybe three years down the line. I mean, he can't be, look, he cannot be worse than the guy who is there right now. And let's not forget who's our offensive coordinator. I was just going to say the same. If, if Kevin Mark can be offensive coordinator, shut someone else and be defensive coordinator, definitely. Yeah. But the problem is that Sean Lee's our best linebacker right now. <laughs> yes, but we can't get him on the field. Exactly. <laughs> if Sean Lee's fit, he starts, let alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I see your point, but yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, this, this season's gone. So why rush things? I I, yeah. I I I I tried not to say it the whole podcast, but I think our season's done. Sorry, yeah. I, I, there's yeah. there's if if somebody if some talent was coming back on deep on offense, if we were waiting on somebody from defense coming back, but there's nothing. There's no glimmer on the horizon. Dak Dak is done. Our tackles are done. Um. Who knows how long um, Zach Martin's out for? Yeah. Wait, I mean, are you going to play C.D. Lamb at guard and then ask him to break off into a, a fly pattern? It's, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, the season's done. I, 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 I totally agree. Like I say, I, I think it's done. I think the only reason I haven't pushed the panic button is because the NFC East is so poor at the minute. But yeah, I think if... If one of the other teams were doing any well, um, yeah, I think um, yeah, we're done. Andrew, God, yeah, God bless your positivity. Yeah, yeah. I Andrew, mean, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, as soon as we run into a decent QB in the playoffs, it's it's done. It, it's like the it's like the Eagles. It's like the Eagles from last year. They run into a buzzsaw that was the Seahawks. There's, there's literally, it's terrible, but there's literally no point in winning the NFC East this year. There's not. A, yeah, a decent because it's a fallen division. Yeah, I don't even need to be a decent QB. Look at, um, look at me and Brian won't say their name, but look at that QB that gave us a whoop in the other week. We, um, yeah, I mean, if, if QBs from that school can give us a whoop, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we just got beaten by another quarterback from that trash school. Yeah, oh, sure. God. And that trash school beat us. Oh, my life. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I think the, the football gods are against me and Brian. I mean, if it's not yeah. the Cowboys, it's ruining the Sunday, it's yeah. Texas ruining the Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or Wolves ruining Monday. Oh, oh, Man United thinking they can win um, the European competition, Brian. Jamie, did, <laughs> oh, you, did, no. did you see the result tonight? No, we've gone, we've gone through the whole podcast. Let's still be friends. But we've we've gone way over time, so we hope we've um, we've uh, 
we, we've, we've managed to soothe your souls a little bit. Before we go, Graham, if you want to give a quick shout out to uh, our sponsors. Yep, Cowboys Experience. Um, free stuff just for saying UK Cowboys. Now you are rich, you've got to love it. Um, like Jamie touched upon, great experience. If you're going to go there, some it may be a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Don't half-effort it. Go the full hog. Go with UK Cowboys and go with the Cowboys experience. And use the code get the free stuff in Rich Jones language. Don't be a clown. Everybody <laughs> loves free stuff. Especially those Yorkshire for Colt for now. But um, make sure, look, before before we close, make sure you follow us. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Podcasts are on Spotify and iTunes, I do believe. Um, Mike and the boys will be back on Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Graham, say goodnight. False start, offense, <laughs> number 78. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Jamie? Um, I think there's only way I can finish it off. It's um, coming up to that day, so yeah, hook them for Saturday. <laughs> good night folks and take care of yourselves see you next time see y'all